0: family, it's Christina with Kreda I'm doing a bit of a late post this week, so just bear with me. A lot has been going on and this message took a lot longer to prepare. But the Lord knew that I needed it. So we're going to dive right in with the scripture, starting at James 1, 19 through 20. It says, My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. This week, I want to be transparent in conversations about anger. In our world, and surely in our flesh, it is an innate response to become angry. We get angry if we feel disrespected. We get angry if we feel disappointed. We get angry in arguments that really stream from confusion. We get angry often and anger is really just considered to be the secondary emotion. Out of all the examples that I just provided, anger appears as a result of another primary emotion. A bit of honesty to shed some light on the scales fell off of my eyes this year when I realized that a trigger for my anger is disappointment. I strive so hard to mitigate my disappointments by attempting to control all aspects of my life, right? Like, it should work but when the disappointments come and it's something I can't control I get sad or depressed and when the disappointments come that I could control I get angry I get angry with people I get angry with myself I get angry with God and come on now I know I'm not the only person that gets a little angry at these things anger simply shows that the thing the person the situation that triggered your anger Is someone something that you care about? Newsflash, you don't get angry over things that don't matter. You'll likely brush them off or you'll deem them as petty or insignificant. But things that matter, they provoke anger. Now, just as with most emotions that we've discovered, God isn't telling you to be any less carnal by having emotions of intense passion. But he is saying that it's foolish to act on your anger and to provoke sin. Ecclesiastes 7, 9 says, keep your temper under control. It is foolish to harbor a grudge. So we know we shouldn't harvest our anger. And in 2 Timothy 2:23 through 25, it says, but keep away from foolish and ignorant arguments. You know that they end up in quarrels. As the Lord's servant, you must not quarrel. You must be kind towards all, a good and patient teacher who is gentle as you correct your opponents. For it may be that God will give them the opportunity to repent and come to know the truth. So no fighting in anger? Gur. That's my angry noise. Grrr. <laughs> but so how do we combat this intense feeling of rage when someone has provoked us, right? I want to give you some practical tips, but I also want to use a very real and practical recent example for me. So everything that's happening in our world, specifically in our nation regarding social injustice, it affects me. From the racism that the black community, my community experiences on the regular basis to the senseless murders, whether it be shooting or modern day lynchings, whatever it is, it affects me deeply. And many have become angry about this. Again, angry with people for standing in agreement and for taking part in the heinous behaviors angry with ourselves for not doing more to raise the awareness, and angry with God for allowing it all. Wherever you fall on the spectrum, however it affects you, know that there is a thing as righteous anger, which is typically a reactive emotion of anger because of mistreatment, insult, or malice of another person. It is akin to what we would call the sense of injustice. That's the anger that I've experienced, and that's what I want to use as an example today. To answer the question of, How is it that we combat the intense feelings of rage when someone has provoked us? One, it takes time. You have to take some time away from the situation. Take time away from the person or the thing and press into a place of peace. Ephesians 4.26 says, if you become angry, do not let your anger lead you into sin and do not stay angry all day. Your anger should last for a moment. Don't dwell there because in your anger, sin is stewing. For me, during this time, It's me not scrolling through social media, not being triggered all the time. It's me taking time to reflect on my true primary emotion to my anger, which in so many cases is confusion, but mainly it's disappointment in humanity and our nation for the lack of reverence for human life. I have to take a step back to gather my own thoughts and to get my emotions in check before I generate action, which hence the delay in the episode. Number two. Don't engage in lingering feelings of anger and arguments. Ephesians 4.31 says, Get rid of all bitterness, passion, and anger. No more shouting and no more insults. No more hateful feelings of any sort. Sometimes in anger, friends, we want the other party to know that we are angry. And we want them to hurt in the same way that we are. In either the primary or the secondary emotion. So if the primary emotion is disrespect, disappointment, confusion, that's what we want them to feel but you cannot educate someone on your feelings if you are arguing with them. They aren't seeking to hear you then. It's like, I remember a phrase that states, you seek to understand before being understood. So after taking your time to step away, it provides you with questions, ideas of clarity, and maybe even other perspectives for you to consider before speaking to a party that offended you. And even if a conversation is never had with them, right? Like, you know, sometimes in a situation you aren't able to have a conversation. Well, you ask God to release you of those feelings of anger, hurt and disappointment, but you don't linger in that. So specifically back to the example, with all that is happening during this time, I have made sure that I educate and I not argue. I make sure that my stance is strictly biblical and that my approach is always seasoned with grace. If an argument is fixing to take place, I'm out. But if someone expresses a true genuineness to know more, and trust me, my discernment game is strong, First John 4, 1 John 4.1 says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. I personally try each spirit by the Holy Spirit. And by that, I will know whether or not someone's being genuine and wanting to understand. And if so, I'll use every resource to aid in their understanding. Number three, pray, 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 pray for yourself, for them. For the outcome, for the conversation, for reconciliation, for emotional regulation, for freedom, for justice, for clarity, for forgiveness, for peace. Pray in all things. You simply cannot continue to harbor hate if you constantly pray for your offender. You overcome feelings of anger by exerting a little more good into the atmosphere. Romans 12, 21 proves it. It says, don't let evil get the best of you, but conquer evil by doing good. I have spent so much time praying for our nation, for families, for friends, the communities that are affected by tragedies like the shooting of Ahmad Aubrey and Breonna Taylor. And it just doesn't stop there. It's praying for our national leaders, our lawmakers. It's praying for us all. The rise of anger looks different in many people. And although I use the social injustice example, the reality is that it's relevant in many areas of our lives. Anger, breeds hatred and bigotry. Stop it at its root. And as a Christian, don't give Satan a foothold into your life by allowing that anger to brew. Family, I want to pray for us because it just doesn't stop there. I can say this in an episode, but it also takes prayer and it takes seeking to, to change the problem. And I encourage you to do that in any area of your life that you are experiencing intense passion by way of anger. I'm gonna pray right now. Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much. God, we thank you that your anger lasts but a moment, God, and that with you, even in the moments where you have been angry with us as your children, God, that even in the moments of correction, Father, even in the moments where you have allowed things to happen in our lives to change the trajectory of our lives, God, that you have forgiven us, God, that you've given us peace, God, that you've given us a new way, God, a second chance. You've cleaned us up and wiped us white as snow. God, my prayer right now is for everyone listening, God, that you will create in us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us, oh God, that we will no longer walk harvesting anger in our hearts, God, that we'll come to understand our triggers, that we'll come to understand that anger is a secondary emotion to a primary emotion that we really and truly feel, that those things that we become angry about, we care about, God. And that you are using those things to ignite a passion, not of anger or malice, but ignite a passion so that it will bring others to you. Just as I mentioned in that scripture in James, God, that you want us to be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become angry. God, that is our prayer. God, that's what we want. God, we want to be slow to speak. God, we want to be swift to listen. And we want to be slow in our anger, God. We know that anger does not produce righteousness. It's not what you desire. It's not what you want. God, us acting in sin is not what you want. Us acting out of malice. Us acting in ways that would create injustice in our world, oh God. Behaviors that that breed the injustice, oh God. We, that, that is not of you. Father, And I'm praying right now in Jesus' name that you would rid us of any thoughts, God, that have hold, held us captive, thoughts of hatred, thoughts of unforgiveness, O oh God, thoughts of anger and disappointment that we have harvested in our hearts, O oh God, and that we are asking that you rid us of them in Jesus' name. God, if we have sinned by thought, word, or deed, God, forgive us. God, I pray right now that you will wipe us white as snow, O oh God, that you will cleanse us from the inside out, God, that our hearts will be pure in our intentions, O oh God, and that our actions will follow, our words will follow, our, our demeanor will follow, O oh God. God, I pray right now for our nation. God, so many things are happening and it's showing us more and more that there's so much anger within the people, God, but there's more anger, God, that is brewing in the nation itself. God, and I'm praying right now that your children will rise up, that we will take our rightful place, God, that we won't take the back seat in this thing, but God, that we will stand on truth. God, your truth. God, you said that we need to advocate for those who are unable to advocate for themselves, oh God. And so I am praying right now that we will be a generation that rises up to speak out against the things that we see in this dark and evil and wicked world god and that we will become courageous in the truth father i pray right now any quarrels any arguments that have spewed up out of anger father i pray that you will bring back unity God, to those relationships, God, that you will restore things that feel like they're missing. God, the reconciliation, God, the understanding, the clarity, and the peace. God, we pray all of these things, and we know that you're able to do them. God, we are asking this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen, family. I am thanking you all for just tuning in and just really being on this journey with me, especially as we dive into emotional wellness. Um, Like I said, I'm on a journey for wellness this year, and and I want you all to be well in your emotions, be well. I know we're all working to navigate our emotions during this time, and I wanna keep highlighting some key emotions that we probably need to dig into and really uncover. And so I'm praying that for you all on this week, I wanna leave you with this blessing. Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. Our God, he makes this happen because he who calls you is faithful. He's a good, good, good God. And I pray that you trust him on this week. I love you all and I'm always praying for you. Be blessed.